Hello, everyone. Just want to welcome welcome you to our third Stew Nurse podcast, where we talk about many different health topics, and uh, also we just try to get down to the nitty gritty of nursing school and provide uh, helpful resources to help you reach your full potential while in school. Um, today we have a really special guest, Lieutenant Jason Hendricks. Hey, what's up? <laughs> so, Jason, you just finished your first semester of nursing school. I did. And I just finished my last semester of nursing school. It's because you're better than me. Is that what it is? It is. But I don't have like 80% of my body tattooed, so. Yeah, I that... guess it's all relative. Yeah. Better. Yeah. It's an interesting so. word. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, uh, about yourself. Well, uh, my name is Jason Hendricks. Um, from a small town in Pennsylvania. And uh, I got a lot of eclectic tastes. I enjoy um, lots of physical activity. Big into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I like to lift. I spent about 10 years total now in the Army. And uh, have a passion for medicine. And uh, nursing is just... Uh, is a great profession and I'm, I'm loving it so far. Mm. So what was your prior degree? So my prior degree was a bachelor's in uh, political science. Okay. Yeah. And then if we, I'll tell you a lot more about that if we get into like yeah, yeah. my military stuff. So big money degree. Big money. Big, big, big. Is big that what money. it means? Big money. <laughs> big money. I like to so. solicit funds. <laughs> so, so you did. Well, let's go into it right now. Okay. Yeah. So political science. Right. So, I mean, coming out of high school, I always wanted to join the military. My mom was dead set against it. So I ended up going to school for a few years, uh, about two and a half, I think. Yeah, about two and a half. I, and I split that time in, in Pennsylvania between a university and a community college. Um, I, originally, I had uh, been inspired to be an English teacher. That, that kind of bit the dust pretty quick. But um, when I went to the community college, I realized that I had a passion for sciences that I didn't really know in high school. And then uh, I, was, I had actually completed all of my nursing prerequisites in 2006. And I had applied to nursing school and gotten in. Um, however, at that time I was not, uh, hundred percent set on that. It may have been because I was in a band and I had other <laughs> ambitions that may not have lined up with a really good career field. However, uh, that, that was my reality in 2007. So 2008 was about uh, the time of the troop surge okay. and, uh, I kind of revisited my, my uh, original intent to join the military and I joined the army at that point. So I enlisted, Okay, came in under a program called the 18x-ray program. And unfortunately that didn't work out for me. The 18x-ray program is a, a special operations program, like off the street recruit. I'm not going to go crazy into that cause this isn't like a leadership or military yeah, yeah. type of podcast, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless that's where you want to go. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, like there's a pipeline of training and there's okay. certain check marks you have to hit. And mm -hmm. when I graduated from infantry school, I had a broken leg and they basically wouldn't clear me to go airborne, which is jumping out of perfectly good airplanes. So I was not able to complete that pipeline and I was faced with a decision to, to reclass. So I ended up in the signal Corps, spent a couple years out in Hawaii and that was awesome. Mm -hmm. That's where I picked up Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, by the way. Nice. And then from there, um, I ended up getting into a program called Green to Gold, which is an army program to take enlisted soldiers that have 60 or more credits of college done. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you have leader, leadership potential based on what's assessed by your 
chain of command, then you are eligible to apply to go basically back to school for two years, complete your degree and become an officer. And that's what I did. Okay. So let's, so you did that and then you decided to somehow go. So tell me how you kind of went back to nursing school. So I ended up commissioning. I actually had originally thought that I was going to end up in the infantry. And, uh, the, you know, it, it actually, some, some things coalesced and I ended up in the, uh, medical service corps. Okay. So the medical service corps of the army is responsible for the administration of army medicine. And okay. that's across all of the different branches of army medicine. That's like veteran or, uh, veterinarians rather. Uh, you got nurses, you have the army medical branch, which is the PAs and, and doctors and stuff. Three years of working as a, essentially as an admin operations person, planning medevacs, executing medevacs, um, treatment, that kind of stuff. I started to realize, I started to realize that, uh, thank you, thank you for that, by the Qu- way. Quentin is handing us whiskey <laughs> at the moment, so, or scotch, he's I don't a, know, yeah. he, He's a man it's, after my own heart. It's scotch, so. <laughs> um, Delicious <yeah>. scotch. <laughs> But I mean, uh, no, so, so, so basically like working in that environment and managing those guys, I got to see kind of in a, like a, like a day in day out basis, what they really did. And that's when I started to realize like, man, I am not cut out to be an administrator. This is not something that I want to do. I want to treat patients. Gotcha. And I was particularly, particularly inspired to, you know, to treat, um, in the context of army medicine at that point. And so, um, there was a program I tried to get into or that I wanted to get into IPAP, which would you'd become a PA. But I ended up being disqualified for that because I had too much time in service. So I essentially, I had no idea about the ABSN program. Okay, until, what, is that, what does that stand for? Do you know? IPAP, the Inter-Service Physician no, Assistant. No, the, the ABSN. Oh, the Accelerated Bachelor oh, of okay, Science. Oh, okay, gotcha. I, the, the program <laughs> the I program went through. you went through. <laughs> yeah, no, no, man. I mean, like, what was the program that you went through to get Basically, the military to pay for you to go to the ABS. Oh, the green to gold program. Oh, is that? Uh, well, are you talking to, to medicine? To, to nursing. Oh, so the army didn't pay me for that. So essentially, I'm doing this on my own dime. So what I so, did, everything that I did was like the, the admin side of medicine. Okay. And I, when I realized, like in 2016, mm-hmm. when I realized that I was really called to to provide medical care rather than administer, mm-hmm. I decided to get out and then go ahead and go into the nursing program, essentially, a roundabout way. That's essentially what happened. So, are you a reservist? I'm a reservist now. Okay, so you got yes. off active duty, went yes. reservist, and I should have oh, cla- clarified gotcha. that. Gotcha, sorry. So, I thought you were still active duty, and somehow no. you went through, what is it? What is it, ASAP or? They have the, well, that's for like the, uh, I can't remember what the acronym is, but that's like mostly for the enlisted that are looking okay. to commission. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Now I understand. So I was Navy. I don't, I don't understand that side, All but good. I, I thought you were in some type of program. Um, so, wow, that's, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> is it? I did not. Is it really cool? This just totally changes the podcast now. Really? <laughs> well, it's okay. I mean, I can answer a lot of questions. Anything that might have come up about like uh, military medicine, it's it's still totally within the wheelhouse. And there's okay. a possibility that I would go back on active duty. 
gotcha. through nursing. Okay, so you're still kind of interested. In, still in kind of interested. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so at the end of the podcast, I'll get your email or contact information. Maybe people can totally. reach out to you. Great. Absolutely. Because because you've told me that before. I I want to go back in as a reservist in the Navy or possibly the Army, and you've told me like, hey, hit me up. I can answer any questions that you have and all that stuff. So willingly. Great. Okay. So, uh, anything else interesting about you? You want to throw in many things. I'm a very interesting person. So uh, what kind of nursing do you want to get into? So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I have a background also, I should have said this too, that, uh, I have a background as an ER tech, but, um, I do it at an urgent care up in Colorado Springs. I definitely feel best suited for that if I just kind of, you know, had to pick something that suited my personality and background. It's easy to, it's chaotic, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's a lot easier for me to kind of control that chaos than it would be, say, what I want to do, which is end up in the ICU, at least okay. first, which is a little bit more organized chaos. Yes. So from, from what I understand, now I haven't served in an ICU at all, yeah. but like I, I kind of get the concept a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and I understand that there is some intensive management of particular patients over the course of a shift. I told you I, I accepted a job for the medical ICU. Dude, right? I, I'm totally stoked for you, man. Yeah. That's, that's super sick, man. I'm really excited. Congratulations. So yeah, so I start next month and I will let you know Please how, do. how it is. So yeah. Um, I'll so be interested. As, you, as all of our listeners know, the first part, you know, we always introduce our guest, but we also talk about like stress management and some kind of health topic. Mm. So um, we are going to talk about exercise. Oh yeah. So before we dive in, how much we just want to we just want to give our listeners um, what they want to hear. Mm. How much can you bench? <laughs> uh, you know, everyone what? wants to know, right? Oh man, I haven't maxed out my bench. Like, I, I, I so what do you think you can put up right now? Probably 260. Something. 260. Yeah. What about squat? So, front squat, I can actually squat more now. I have back issues. Yeah, oh, okay, I have back issues. So, my back squat, I used to be able to squat 315, repping it out. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm nowhere near that now. If I tried to go into a bottom position with 315 on my back, I'd just... It'd just give out. Yeah. Huh? Great. It'd just not be good. Backs suck. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're terrible. <laughs> yeah. The once, back's terrible. Once you hit like 30, it's just like your back just goes, no, I think I'm going to take a vacation and it just leaves. It's so. real, bro. I threw on my back blowing out my 30th birthday candles. Really? No, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> a lot of probably did. Okay, so well, let's dive into exercise. Okay, so sure. what does your exercise routine look like, and how have you kind of modified it since starting nursing school? Man, I mean, it's been modified since nursing school for sure. But I mean, it used to be a lot more intensive. I would lift at least like three to four days minimum, minimum a week, and then I would also do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu probably about three, four times a week. So like a lot of my lifestyle is it revolves around physical discipline. Mm-hmm. So like uh, I, I now like going into nursing school and that's something that like uh, people like me that are coming into especially an accelerated nursing program mm-hmm. have to understand um, is that you have got to prioritize your time. So I generally still so I've always been an early riser. And mm-hmm. I think that anybody that's not, they should force themselves to do it. Yeah. You gain a lot from it in my I agree. opinion. I agree. <laughs> I really do. Sh- should. Yeah. <laughs> should should some, being the key Some word. people in the room doesn't like that. So I think they're leaving right, right now. <laughs> so like, you know, so my my normal my normal 
I, I, my normal now, at least for the summer semester, and I don't know if it'll stay the same. We'll mm-hmm. see. But I was able to get to the gym two to three times a week on average, okay. and then I was able to also train jujitsu twice a week. Okay, so it's doable. So it is doable. Okay. However, I had to modify what my ideal workouts would look like. Okay. I want you to tell me how you modify. Not, I'll let you know how sure. I kind of had a modify too. So, you know, when you have the luxury of time, obviously you can kind of hit just, you could do, if you're doing bodybuilding, for instance, you could hit isolation like arms one day, right? Mm-hmm. And you could do shoulders one day. And you just don't have that luxury necessarily in nursing school. I've never really been about that, but I've always been about like complex dynamic movements. I like the clean and jerk and the snatch, like Olympic mm-hmm. lifts and yeah. all the supplementary lifts, which give you a good full body workout. Mm-hmm. So now what my focus now is like, if I get two days a week, essentially think of it like upper body and lower body. Yeah. That's, that's the way you got to approach it mm-hmm. and then just call it good. You know, yeah. you're not going to make significant gains in nursing school. It's yeah. It's not going to happen. I kind of had to look at it that way too, is like, how can I most efficiently work out? Like yes. my, all my muscles. So I kind of did the same thing. So, you know, I went to the squat and the shoulder press mm. and the bench press and the deadlift. And then if I had to do cardio, it was swimming, you know, cause I could get a 20 to 30 minute swim in and, and I, I, I knew I got a, a very good workout in. So it sounds like you're kind of as a first, it, that took me almost three semesters to figure that out. You, it sounds like you figured that out. <laughs> The first semester, so bravo. Well, well, thanks, man. It's just, it, I think, in my opinion, it, it's not nothing special. It's just that <clears throat> I came in with it as such a high priority for myself. Yeah, you know? and I think we talked about it, you know, this past summer when you first started. I kind of chatted with you a little bit. It's like non-negotiables. That that was important to us. Absolutely. Working out, like with my wife, if I don't work out, she's like, you better get your ass to the gym right now because you are grumpy, you know, like, (laughs) and so I don't know if that's the same thing with you, but I think it's just making it a priority. And I kind of told the same things like, what's your, what's your non-negotiables? And that, I think we kind of agree is working out. That's just something I have to do or I'm going to fall apart type thing. So kind of moving forward to that. um, So do you have any advice for people who want to start or continue working out in nursing school and kind of explain like, why is that important? Absolutely. That's, that's, that's a great question. So let me first address that by kind of going back to what you just said. One of the first uh, experiences in nursing school I had was orientation day. Mm. And uh, I would say that the most valuable thing that came out of orientation day was interfacing with you guys, which was the class before us. So to put it into perspective, these guys were about to graduate and we were just coming in. We hadn't even taken our first class, nothing Mm. yet. Right. So, you know, uh, Garrett got up there and, and kind of, he just laid down the law. He said, exactly, look, this is what you should expect. And he just was very straightforward about it. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's something that I can plan off of. That's more mm-hmm. like addressing all of the lifestyle factors that go into nursing school. And, and that kind of helped give me clarity. Mm-hmm. So it helped guide me through, you know. So I appreciate that. So that's what I would say. Any advice for me, like giving anybody new and fresh in nursing school is tie in with somebody in the class. Yeah in front of you because they literally just went through what you went through. Mm-hmm. And if you have very specific questions because they're going to be like situational to yeah, yeah. your program and stuff. Yeah. Just go ahead and see those people because that's, that's a great wealth of knowledge. So thank you for that. Yeah. That was, that was this one. Oh, right you're sitting literally six feet in front Drink of me your right now. Scotch and <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, no. Um. So so the, your question was basically, what advice would I give them about like you know working out and maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Honestly, is and and again. I put a priority on physical discipline. And mm -hmm. honestly, like if you do not do that, it will all fall apart no matter how good your plan is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like in, in my opinion, and I do not have a family. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm doing this as a single person. Um, I, I mean, I do have a girlfriend, but at the same time, that's something that I also balance in and you have to balance your own lifestyle factors, but you have got to make that physical discipline a priority. Yeah. You have to. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, like mental discipline and physical discipline are so incredibly intertwined that if you neglect physical discipline, then you will end up having effects on your mental discipline. And that's what it takes to get through nursing school is mental discipline. Yeah. Right. Like you've, you've got to discipline yourself to knock out that 10 hour, you know, first concept match or whatever it is you know you you've, you've got to just take it and and roll with the punches yeah right yeah I think so for me you know so I worked for the YMCA for a long time and their thing is like you know a healthy spirit mind and body right yes which I'm all about that and and I think it kind of depends on what order you know like if if someone does they they have a healthy spirit now their mind and their body follows versus like me and maybe you, I, maybe I can speak for you or whatever, but like if my physical aspect is not healthy, then my mind and spirit just go right down the drain. So, and, and I kind of encourage people that maybe don't even really work out or like are interested in it, like dive in because it may make those other aspects of your life healthier. So I think, I think that's a, yeah, I'm very like if, and kind of like what I said with my wife, if I'm not working out, my wife can tell. My kids could probably tell. I mean, they're young. And my wife will tell me, you need to leave the house and go do something right now and work out. Because she knows, like, all other aspects of your life are unhealthy. So, yeah, I think that's really – I think you kind of spoke it. I think I think it's – I think it, that – yeah, you hit it, dude. I think I, I think that the you know it's hard to overstate the importance of the the physical aspect there. Yep, you've got to man, and and like for me, like it's it's a it's a wake up early thing. Like if I I could wake up, the difference between me waking up at four o'clock in the morning versus me waking up at seven o'clock in the morning is not much different. Okay. And so if I, if I have like, if I feel like when I wake up at four, I'm going to be like, Oh God, I really don't want to do this. Well, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to be the same way at seven. And for me, it's like been very easy. I've made it a routine to get up early mm -hmm. and it gives me the extra time to go work out for an hour. You know, I, I, I have a membership at crunch fitness or whatever. So I just go over there, I work out for an hour, come back shower, and I can make it easily in plenty of time to get down to school. But in order to do that, you've got to make sure that you're not waiting till the last minute to accomplish projects and work and reading or whatever it is that you're going to do for the day. Right. So, so I, I didn't see this going this way, but I want to ask, sure. Walk me through your morning routine. Oh, okay. Or, or even if it starts the night before, whatever it is. Sure. Walk me through what makes you successful the next morning. <clears throat> um, well, I, it, it, of course, the, you know, to have a good morning, you have to start the night before, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I generally am a pretty, I go to bed pretty early, right? So, uh, but I will not go to bed unless I know that like I have everything prepped out for the next day. And mm -hmm. one of the questions you, you prepped was like a lesson learned this semester. And this is, this is one of it. it, it make sure you got your stuff prepped. So I wake up in the morning, probably around like four, four 30. I'll start getting ready. If it, you know, shower, whatever, you know, personal hygiene, I'll take my dog out for a, you know, a short walk and then, you know, let her do her thing in the backyard. 
and then I'll go to the uh, the gym around like five five fifteen. So it's all very quick, you know. Mm-hmm. I I won't take a shower if I'm not you know if I'm about to work out. I'm not gonna take a shower first. So like I'll go work out around five five fifteen. Okay. And then I'll work out like you don't have to go to the gym for like an hour. You can do it for thirty minutes and get a hell of a workout in, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll do that, and then I'll come back, and then. You know, I'll get my stuff prepared for the day. I'll take a shower and then I'll head off to uh, to clinicals or to school or whatever it is that I have to do. Mm-hmm. Because I am not the kind of person that can come back after a long day at school or at clinicals and, hit the and gym then hit or the gym. Anything. Yeah, no. it's not going to happen for me either. I know some people are like that, but like in all honesty, like I'm the kind of person and like, you know, I got this from Admiral McRaven gave a speech at the University of Texas in like 2014, I think, where he was talking about um, basically, you know, no matter what you do, like you can't change the world unless you make your bed when you yeah. get up. And oh, I've is, heard that speech. Right, yeah, really right. Good. So it's that cascade of events. You you get up and you start knocking out tasks mm-hmm. and it carries on throughout your day. And I swear by that, man. Yeah. That guides my my whole day. Mm-hmm. When I get back, you know, if I, if I have something to do like, like work or, or um, you know, teach jiu-jitsu or whatever, then yeah. I'll do that. But then I'll come home and then f- no matter what, I'll make sure I, I make time for studying or whatever's yeah. coming up the next day before I go to bed. Yeah. Know? And I think, yeah, I think that's kind of what we were talking about too, like when you first started was like, what is important that you're not going to give, give up? And then what can take a seat for, Yes, is it even for regular, you know, accelerated anything, but what can take a seat for two years? Absolutely. Put it on the seat and let them know if it's friendships. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm in nursing school right now versus like, you know, no, this is important. I can't give this up. So I'm not going to type right. thing. And I think, I think exercise is very important work. Like, like you said, waking up early, I'm, I'm right on that same page. It, it, we may not be perfect, but, uh, it may not happen every day, but you know, you, know, you could always just give up your kids for like a year. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a, like a fast forward button. Mm-hmm. So you just like put them there and then you come back from school and it's like, they're a year older. Awesome. Yeah. I skipped the terrible yeah. twos. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. No, I don't think my wife would. Like that at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Okay, so we talked about exercise. I kind of want to dive uh, dive in just a little bit because I want to do another podcast about this. But um, let's kind of touch on nutrition. Sure. So, because um, I do believe those go hand in hand. What? So, what does your diet look like for one? And then, what do you kind of try to stay away from? How have you? How have you modified it, um, etc. Right. For nursing school. There's, there's a lot there to unpack, but honestly, um, you, you want to prep as much as you can. There's going to be times where it's not practical to do so. And it's just like, look, crap, I have to go hit the cantina or whatever, you know, but at yeah. the end of the day, I try to eat essentially low carb and almost no processed foods. I try. Yeah. So my, and, and so like I, I flirted with a lot of different diets and, and keto and everything else. One of the things I like to do is uh, is intermittent fast, and that has stuck with me consistently. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of health benefits. There's probably not enough time to talk about yeah, and yeah. dive into those, but I think that that's something that people should look into. Um, the if if you're looking for a good resource, the Peter Atia Drive is great. Um, oh yeah, I really like that. Check guy. that out. I uh, will put that in the notes. So. You should, man. I mean yeah. that that and and this is another thing too. Like no matter if you're deep in nursing school or not, like you should always be reading more mm-hmm. and always trying to get more information from other sources. But mm-hmm. that's an aside. So anyway, as far as as far as my diet goes, I try to eat low carb and basically um, what I do is is like I'll, I'll make a shake. 
uh, a lot of days that yeah. is like roughly about like a thousand calories and it's got a ton of different micronutrients in it. And I can hold off generally from about eight o'clock the night before till at least noon, sometimes one or two in the afternoon the next day. And then that's the first thing that I take in. I do take aminos in the morning, amino acids, as well as I have coffee. Um, and that generally will carry me to that, that 12 or two o'clock in the afternoon mark. And then I have that window to eat. But when you restrict your feeding to that kind of a time frame, you know, and you're balancing classes or clinicals or whatever, you've got to make sure that the food that you're eating is nutritionally mm-hmm. dense. So make sure that you're eating a lot of like non-processed good food. Yeah. If you if you intermittent fast and then you go drive to KFC because you didn't plan, then you're kind of like negating the benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KFC is delicious though. KFC is delicious. Yeah. I think we can all agree. <laughs> yeah. Can we, yeah. can I get a head nod here? Yeah. Quentin. Yes. Alana, please. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A is we awesome can do Chick-fil-A. too. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of the same thing. I I've realized I was trying to think you know, the same thing with working out. It's like what can I eat or do that's like kind of condensed that has the biggest impact. So like my wife started doing more soups and it was like, okay, she could throw more in that soup or, or I'm not saying my wife just cooks, but like I could throw more, <laughs> nutri- you know, uh, nutritious things in that soup to get more of the effect. And, and I kind of went with like, um, with shakes and stuff too, because I noticed like more calories. I kind of did the intermittent, uh, fasting for a semester and I hated my life a little bit, so I I probably didn't do it like you, but I I did the same thing. Um, so yeah, I think you know less is sometimes more. You know? Totally, I think so, we eat way more calories than, than we, we need, need to. Yeah, no, I'm big the same time, way. big yep. time. I think I think a lot of the US uh, DA. Uh, recommendations are not accurate. What? I think that, no? really? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that some of the guidelines that we that we go by are sacred cows, and uh, I think that we really need to reevaluate the way that we eat. And I tend to go towards the more evolutionary biology aspects of it. I think that you should probably eat less and when you do eat you need to eat quality you don't necessarily you should not be eating a lot of refined sugars and things like that yeah so i mean that's that's just general but then again i also drink beer because stress management yeah quality calories so. exactly quality yeah quality <laughs> exactly it's better than water okay? brought to you by um so i i think one other thing i do want to add and i think it it may be common sense but i've realized like my wife she doesn't drink a lot of water Mm. so it may not be common sense to other people but i think staying hydrated is super important you know if you feel thirsty take a drink you know of water by the way um but i think (laughs) hydration is uh is very important in nursing school stay hydrated quentin had quentin is raising his hand he has a question Sure. As to, like, do you have a point where you weren't doing that, and now you do, and then you, like, see a difference? Or feel totally. Difference? Absolutely. His question essentially was, like, uh, if, if you couldn't hear it, is, is does does my diet change my mentation and my performance and everything else? And, like, what's the reference point there? Which, which is key to being a student. Is why I'm Absolutely. That. 100% key. Well, so what I would suggest is that, like, you know, if, if you are about to go keto, I understand that, like, that comes with certain... 
deficits for a little bit before you get fat adapted, uh, as they as they like to say in the keto world. I believe in metabolic flexibility. I also believe in not spiking your insulin and your your metabolism throughout the day. I think that you know our bodies were meant to function well in a fasted state, um, and you know that has led to survival. And if you eat a ton of food throughout the day, you tend to store more fat. You tend to have uh, some some issues that come with that, such as inflammation and et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of one of he asked what the pivot point was. One of the people in our program this year, his name's Jeff, and he's one of the most humble guys I know. But I mean, he literally spent his spent his retirement from the military just basically reading papers. He just this guy devours papers more than any academic I've ever met, and he turned me on to a lot of stuff. And it was ne- it was never like an emotional thing. I'm a very skeptical person, so he would always point me to certain bits of research that make you go, oh, you know, maybe this is something I should think about. And slowly over time, I started to adapt <clears throat> those changes into my own life. I swear by them. I will tell you right now that at least as far as my jujitsu goes, I perform much, much better when I'm in a fasted state than when I've just eaten. And, uh, and when I eat certain quality foods versus like processed foods, it makes a massive difference. That translates to school too. So for future nurses or nurses that are, are, are just starting now, like, I could not, I mean, diet is, is emphasized, but I can't, again, overemphasize that. That and exercise are just two huge pieces of the puzzle for longevity and for your performance, both mentally and physically. So, hmm. yeah. End speech. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that was exercise and nutrition. Um, like I said, if you guys do have any questions, I'll put um, Jason's email or contact information at the end of this, and you guys can contact him. There, it seems like he has a wealth of knowledge. So let's move on to the second part sure. of this podcast. Um, so like I said, you just finished your first semester of nursing school. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. It was definitely a... There was a a learning curve as far as how nursing school goes. Mm -hmm. I'm not even thinking about it like this makes me kind of feel like it's not a very humble thing to say, but it's just it's my truth is like I didn't find the content super challenging. Okay, what I found challenging about it was the amount of information and all of the different due dates and things that you had to juggle, that multitasking and prioritization, to me, that is much more, if you're able to do that or adapt to that when it happens, that's more of a marker of success, in my opinion, than whether or not you've mastered the material. If you can, like, you can have a pretty good grasp on the material and do pretty daggone well, as long as you're managing everything well. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just the amount of stuff. Like, I think there was one period of time, like three weeks, where there was 16 different checkoffs or exams. So, like, you need to make sure that you are giving, you're giving emphasis where it's due at any given point in time, which would kind of bring me to a, a piece of advice that I would give any incoming nursing student. This is, this is the bombshell right here. Are you ready for Boom. Are you, are you, you're going to do this now? Yeah. Okay, well, great. not not so much a yeah, bombshell. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but, but what I would say... To anybody that is in academics and especially in the medical field and uh, in our experience in nursing, I think that you should pay very, very close attention to how you learn. It is, in my opinion, far better 
to focus on concepts than it is to try to rote memorize. If you can put things into the giant puzzle of physiology and, and anatomy mm-hmm. and you can you know, think about the different systems that are being affected at any point in time, then you're literally doing a concept map in real time. You're doing what they're trying to get you to do in the first place. So if, if you can learn through concepts, I feel like that gives you a framework to truly understand like how we approach medicine, how we approach nursing. And you won't ever sit there and try to rote memorize. And then 10 years from now, when it changes, you won't be like, well, this is not how we did it back in the day. And then mm-hmm. you won't be flexible, you know? Yeah. Well, so let's talk about that. The person that can't think that way. Mm. Do you have any advice? Like, how would you say, like, maybe a nursing student that's coming in or, you know, someone that's in right now and they're still trying to grasp that. Do you have any advice on that? Because I was not that. I was not that person. I was the, I can memorize anything, but like critical thinking, putting it all together, like that just, I don't know why. Like, especially in the educational, like, realm. I could go to clinical and succeed, but when I was trying to learn, I thought I was memorizing stuff. Ooh, yeah, that's... That's dangerous, right? Great question. That is dangerous, in my opinion. It is. It is dangerous. I think that when you wrote memorize, it builds inflexibility. Okay. Just just by virtue of you're sitting there memorizing a set of facts that could change. Mm -hmm. But if you understand how systems work together, then yes, I think we we all understand where I'm going with this. So if, if I were to give you some advice, I mean... Off the top of my head, the only thing that I could think to say, and I, and I don't know if this is going to be effective or not, because I've always thought in, in everything that I do uh, in life, I always think in terms of concepts, but I would say I think that you should really deep dive and reopen that, f- that pathophysiology book. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe go ahead and look at um, or, and, and listen to, and do, do some reading and, and listen to like, uh, you know, some of these podcasts where they talk about these different pathways and things. It's, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> it's hard if you're just trying to like take it at the machine gun fire rate that you're getting it mm-hmm. in an accelerated program or even in a traditional nursing school program. I think that you have to embrace the, like that, the framework mentality. Anytime you go into a class, be like, how does this piece of information that I'm learning now fit into what I already know? And if it doesn't examine that a little bit further and then build it all in. Yeah. So I'm still learning that. Um, obviously you can always still learn, believe it or not, even when you, you know, graduate with your bachelor's in nursing. But, um, so a podcast I recently started picking up in the last maybe six months, it's straight A nursing, mm. um, and she calls it the latte. So like hypothyroidism or whatever. So she goes, what do they look like? So that's your L. What's your assessment going to look like? What's your treatment? And she goes, and I'm like, this makes sense. Like I'm actually putting um, my, like what I memorized, and now I'm putting it into like critical thinking. Yes. So. Um, that has really helped me because that was like, that was a huge learning curve from med surge one to med surge two, med surge one kicked my ass. And then med surge two, I was like, Oh, now I can, now I'm figuring And like our instructor really, she's like, no, think about this. And it was like, wait, you want me to think you don't want me (laughs) to like access this memorizing thing in the back of my head. So that was uh, really cool. So I do recommend straight A nursing. I don't know if you ever heard of her. She's really good. Um, I haven't listened to like 
tons of her stuff, but I liked her little process. It's like when you walk in and you see this person with this diagnosis, what do you expect? Absolutely. And I think that's, that's really kind of helped me. So that's awesome. I mean, at the end of the day, I think if, if you enter a nursing program and you apply yourself or attempt to apply yourself, Mm -hmm. eventually you're going to learn that. Yeah. I mean, eventually you're going to have been beat over the head with the nursing process, a very structured way of doing critical thinking that you can't help yourself, but to kind of think about how your assessment relates to your interventions and your, and your plans, which relates to your evaluation of your Mm -hmm. outcome that you had predetermined all this other stuff, right? Like you're, you're going through this process. Maybe some people may need to think in terms of processes, but like, I think if you spend time in the medical field, that stuff starts to flow together in a way that really starts to make sense. Like you see your nurses, I'm sure during clinicals that you're just like, wow, you know, that's crazy. They just walked in there and they knew exactly what to do for that patient. Yep. That comes after a lot of experience. It doesn't just come from a textbook necessarily, but if we're talking about it in terms of the academic portion, always try to think like I'm learning this medication in pharmacology. How does this relate to pathophysiology? How does this relate to other things I've already learned? Or else it's just kind of this data point that you don't yeah. really care about. Mm-hmm. That's, I, that's, I guess that's the only thing I can say yeah. for that. So um, can you kind of give me something that you learned the hard way? Yeah. (laughs) So this is, this is where we go into like the program specifics. And I think it probably applies to a lot of different programs, but, um, there was a lot of disgruntlement from the student body. Mm, Never, never, but, but this kind of goes back into my overarching philosophy. I think, so let me just lay this out there and then you'll see where I'm going with this. So I think that if you go into anything in life, Mm-hmm. And you have a you desire a positive a positive experience. Mm-hmm. You'll have a negative experience. That is a negative experience. But if you can accept a negative experience, that is a positive experience. And I think like you know when when we go into this program, we have these high hopes. It's like oh my god, you know like we just got through all of the prerequisites and stuff, and now here we are in nursing school. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of stuff starts to not necessarily meet this inflated view of what you had in mind. And then it starts to just kind of pop your balloon, right? So there was a lot of people that just like went just really negative attitudes right from the outset. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have to ask yourself like, okay, you know, like, why am I here? What are we going to get out of this? And what am I learning from this experience? Okay, so first of all, you can't change how the program is administered unless Mm -hmm. you're part of the administration. And sitting there and, and crying about it, you can give feedback, I'm sure. They... I'm sure they give you, you know, opportunities in most programs to provide feedback. However, I would say, like, don't get wrapped around the axle and think that you can do it better. Because the reality is, and I learned this as enlisted going to officer in the military, Mm -hmm. you see a very narrow slice of the pie. And when you become an officer, you see a kind of narrow slice of the pie. Yeah. But it's still pretty narrow. Yeah, yeah. And it's not until you get to the the highest echelons that you see the whole pie, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And it, and it works the same way in nursing school. We don't know the circumstances that the teachers are dealing with. So just like take a step back and learn not to judge. Be professional. We can't see what they're dealing with. So on the and, – and to caveat, I would say that from the teacher side of things, they could also keep it into perspective that 
sometimes things do come across as a little bit um, disorganized, not through any fault of their own, Mm -hmm. but they need to understand how it's being interpreted. Yeah. And one of the main things that happened to us as a class was that we didn't have in, in one particular thing, we didn't have like a clear standard. There was many different ones Mm -hmm. and then they were graded subjectively from, from professor to professor. So like that, that's, that's fine. You know, that, that kind of stuff happens. It's, you know, it, it happens, but, um, I think that we need to be able to accept the things that we can't change mm-hmm. and then do the best we can with them, I guess is the long, long and short of that. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> Giving him the engineering tips, so keep going, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree. And, and we, were talking about, we were talking about that before, um, kind of how negative thoughts can almost be like a cancer. I mean, it can almost like, um, it can almost overcome even your positive thoughts when you're like today, I'm going to, I'm going to bring in these positive thoughts, but you're just, you're all, you're already allowing that negative energy to take over that energy you already have for your positive. It's almost like it has, you know, double the energy is positive. So I'm, I'm, I agree with you. It's like, Hey, well, you know, why are we here? Let's do this. Let's move on. I don't see the big picture, you know? And how can I make an impact with the people that are around me type thing? So I, th- I think that's, I think that's a really good, I think that's a really good point. But, you know, how do we deal with, you know, not having clear expectations? Mm. Cause you're going to have that in life, right? We're going to graduate nursing school, right? Right. Take our NCLEX. We're going to get a job and we're going to have a boss that doesn't have clear expectations. We're going <laughs> to have to deal with it. But we think in our head, we're going to graduate, take our NCLEX, get out there. And we're going to have this perfect boss. Right. It's not going to happen, you know? Like, now we're actually dealing with a career. You know, we're not just dealing with a 15-month program or a 24-month program. We're actually dealing with a possibly 20-year program, you know? Exactly. So, I think it kind of says more to us, how do we handle, how do we handle that? Man, that, that, that's a great point. Um, I think that you have to have good expectation management mm-hmm. no matter what you do in life. Yeah. And I think that if you can't foresee that probably one of the contributing factors of high rates of burnout with RNs mm-hmm. is that they just never meet those expectations that they yeah. put out in their head. You know, they, I, I think that, you know, you'd be at a loss to, to, I think that you need to consider that. I think that, that that is a big part of it. Yeah. If you think that there is in any field in life at all that there is some perfect situation, I think that you're probably fooling yourself. Yeah. So, like, I think, you know, I think stoic philosophy has its place here. You can only control those things that are within your control. Yeah. The way somebody's going to react, the assignments that you're given, the the way that um, you know, your your program is administered or or the way the hospital is ran, yeah. those things are completely out of your control for mm-hmm. the most part. And at the end of the day, like if you want to be working in this field because you believe in the core principles of it that you're actually making an impact on mm-hmm. a patient, then you need to accept that and do what you know is best for the patients. Mm-hmm. Do what is within your scope and do it to the best of your ability. Of course. So that like that to me is is the only thing that I can say. I mean, I have had so many poor leaders that I've had over me. I've had we're all gonna bad have that. bosses and we're, we're all gonna, gonna have, have that. that. Yeah. So that that can't be your excuse to just say F it and then, you know, yeah. whatever. That's, that's a bad excuse. It's a terrible excuse. Because I go I have I have bad leadership, so this is how this is why my attitude's that way. 
Right. Like, no, no, no. And and I kind of give you know you know Quentin's wife Alana. Like I always I always kind of like tell her I'm like okay I either sleep on it or I I talk to her and then and like it's kind of talked out and I think that just finding that person versus like finding an audience like that is that yes. is that's your cancer. It's yes. Like, let's talk it out. Let's sleep on it. Like let's talk to someone who can recognize that and they're living it too and speak wisdom in that type situation big time you, yeah you, you got to think about what you're putting out in the world yeah and and pretty soon we're going to be those nursing managers i mean that's just going to happen that's Absolutely. whether we like it or not you know a couple years from now they're going to be like hey jason you're now the boss of the icu and you're gonna be like what you know <laughs> like so we gotta we i mean they're like we gotta change that Show me the money. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I mean, but we, but we can change that culture, which is really cool, you know? And I think, I think that's where it starts is nursing school. Right. Because it's such a short, like, moment in time. If we can, like, how we handle that is going to echo what we can handle. That was a gladiator speech. It will echo in eternity. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, but like, I mean, that's truth, though. I mean, now that I reflect back you know, about it the last couple of weeks or whatever that I've been out of nursing school. I'm like, like I could have handled that better, you know? And like moving forward, how do I handle that better? Absolutely. So dude, I mean, you were, you were in the Navy, right? And I, I, I hate to keep circling this back to no, the military, fine. but it's that's a perfect, fine. perfect kind of like, you know, example of this is, is you were a sailor in the military. Well, you had to go through your boot camp mm-hmm. or your basic training, whatever it was. Same thing in the army, right? That is just a baseline thing. I think if you're on the civilian side, you think like, oh, once you've made it, you've become a soldier. Okay. Well, you are in no way whatsoever proficient in anything, especially the job that you were signed up to do mm-hmm. after that nine weeks or so of basic training. It takes a long time yep. of on the job training and life experience and job experience before you get proficient at anything. Yeah. You know, the whole 10,000 hours to master yep. anything rule, right? So, like, you know, you understand this that the ABSN program that we just went through and mm-hmm. the traditional program that uh, other people are going through and, yeah whatever, those are all just basically boot camps. You're learning the foundation. This is the basement, and you're going to build on that. And if you look at it as anything else, if you think that you're learning the master secrets of nursing (laughs) in a traditional, just like your your basic BSN, you're you're sorely mistaken. This is your baseline. This is like... We trust you enough to give an injection without killing yeah. somebody. <laughs> you know, like that's really what it is. So you've got a lot to learn. And, and I think you can you can approach life a lot better if you accept that. Don't go into your first job with your glass completely full. Don't, this is how we this is how we learned it in boot camp. <laughs> how far did that get you with your NCOs, right? Yeah, I know that. Like that yeah. didn't get anywhere. No. no, nobody ever gets anywhere <laughs> with that. And you're not gonna go to your first job and be like, this is what we were doing in our, our program and like we're the best program in Colorado. So yeah. <laughs> you're wrong and I'm right. You know? <laughs> Good luck. That's Good luck. <laughs> that's that's totally true, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I know there's a couple things that I kind of emailed you about the agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I, did I miss anything? Is there anything else you kind of want to add to it? Oh man. Cause I, I know I, we talked about some key takeaways from your first semester, but also like what worked, what didn't work. Um, and then we talked about something you learned the hard way and then what are you going to do different? Are there, is there anything that's kind of like sticking out in your head or maybe in your notes that you want to bring up? 
man. I mean, you know, I, I did have like some, some notes that I put down here and we covered most of them, but there's not a whole lot I would say. I, to, to summarize everything, summarize everything, I would say just be open-minded. Mm-hmm. And if you're considering, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you are not determined yet to become a nurse or to go into medicine in, in any way, shape, or form, don't let your like preconceived notions of anything um, dictate whether or not you apply, okay, or pursue. So like just... I think you've got to be true to yourself. And if you're in this program for the wrong reasons, if you're already in this program Mm -hmm. and you're in it because you want to make money or because I'm all about job flexibility or whatever, which I mean is great in nursing. Mm -hmm. I think you might need to have a little come to Jesus moment where you sit down and talk to yourself and say, Hey, look, you know, what am I, who am I really? And what do I really want? Yeah. If you say that you want to make a difference in any individual's life, and it could be one person out of a hundred, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you can say that I want to make a difference in somebody's life, then you're barking up the right tree here. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a good profession for that. But you also have to accept on that same end that everybody dies, okay? And that you're going to have failures along with your successes. Mm-hmm. If you can accept that and you believe that you're the person that's going to make a difference in somebody's life, then don't let anything stop you. Don't let a concept map blow you out of the water, okay? Don't let that NCLEX at the end of everything make you feel like you may not make it or, you know, that one B amongst all of the A's that you're getting or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Don't let any of that perturb you and just stay focused on what really matters. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. What is that noise? Is that my chair? <laughs> okay, Sorry. that's that's Jason's. Sorry, chair. guys. <laughs> I thought someone is my, my ADHD is <laughs> kicking. I'll oil that next time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, geez, Quentin. So, um, last question. Actually, it's not the last question, but the last question for your piece. Um, sure. Do you have? Well, you may have even answered this. I don't know if you have anything else, but do you have any any advice for students about to begin their first semester of nursing school? Basically, what I just said. Great. So I f- I feel like that was that was solid. I think that kind of covered that. Yeah. A little bit. So, um, so we have um, actually two emails in oh. our email box. Um, there's one that I definitely want to talk about this episode. If we get to the next one then that's great. If not, we'll just leave it to the next one. But Awesome. Um, so the email is from, hang on, Heather Bowling from Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, yo, what's up, Heather Bowling in Lynchburg, Bowling. Virginia? So she talked about, so she said the last episode you guys spoke on sleep hygiene, and she said, uh, I'm going to also t- say sure. ask you to, uh, she said, and Garrett, you talked about not sacrificing sleep, which you kind of brought that up, Jason. Um, she said, she asked me, do you have a so-called bedtime routine or ritual you follow? Um, I wrote mine out, and it may sound really cheesy, but I want to hear your... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I want to hear Jason's first before I... I uh, yeah. Yeah, so it really depends. I probably... I probably place sleep as a lower priority. Okay. I get maybe six, five or six hours a night. I also am a napper. If I get the opportunity, I'll take like a like a like a 10, 
15-minute nap. Okay. And that recharges my batteries for hours. So I don't tend to place as high of a premium on sleep. I do know that that is not the general opinion. However, um, I think that I, I place a higher premium on the other things that I do. So when it comes to sleep, when I am ready to go to bed, I absolutely do approach it with a routine. I have a completely blacked out room, blackout curtains. Okay. I do not allow light filtering into my room at mm-hmm. all. Uh, coincidentally, when I take naps, I allow light because when I wake up, I want to be like in day mode. I'm the same way. Sense, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but when I go to bed, bed, I generally go to bed by like nine, nine thirty at the latest. Okay. And, uh, I, no matter what, no matter what is happening during the day, my stress is no matter what's coming up tomorrow, they completely just... forget about them. Mm-hmm. And I just take some deep breaths Count your sheep or whatever and rack out. Gotcha. Because sleep time is sleep time. Yeah, yeah. So mine is pretty in-depth because, like Heather already knows, that I I don't mess around with sleep. That's just something that I uh, I don't mess around with. That, sure. And that's something I don't sacrifice. So, um, Heather, to answer your question, uh, so first I take a magnesium supplement. It's for relaxing and stress. Um, I, I mix that with like water or Gatorade or something like that. Um, I set my stuff out, um, for the next day. Uh, I set up my to-do list. Um, I actually just started using, I showed you this before, but it's called Clever Fox Planner. Um, I'm trying to get them to sponsor us. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, but it, it basically sets out my goals and priorities for the day, the week, the month, and even the year. Um, but at least I can look at, okay, tomorrow, this is what I'm going into, um, I just started doing a 10 minute stretch routine. Nice. Um, yeah, it's cause I'm not a flexible being, but um, <laughs> I'm working on it. So <laughs> Quentin, man, he does yoga every day. So Quentin can put uh, his knee <laughs> to his eyeball. <laughs> He's actually doing it at this moment while we're speaking. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Quentin. Um, and so, so then we get to the bed. Okay. So the bed is for two things, my brother. Yep. Love making and sleeping. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so the bed is sacred. Okay. So uh, and cuddling your dog, you cat lover. Of course. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I do have a dog, but I have a cat. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so I try not to watch anything on TV. In any screen time, I try not to do it at least thirty minutes before bed. Obviously, some nights are not perfect, but um, then I read to my kids. Um, we do a little pray, prayer routine, and then uh, me and my wife just started doing this thing. And well, it's not love making. Maybe it is <laughs> some nights, um, but we started. Uh, it's you guys are gonna make fun of me, but Brown but we started. <laughs> maybe I should just skip this you part. Read, you read the Reader's Digest. Uh, yeah, the Reader's Digest. Dude, it's not whatever. Good. Whatever National Geographic is out for that month. We, it's not. It's, what we read. it's not good to exercise before bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to skip that part. <laughs> uh, so then I just started doing um, audiobooks because, mm. you know, it's like, so my audiobook, I set um, like a timer. So I just set 45 minutes. It goes off. It doesn't matter if I'm asleep or not. And I try to do it as a uh, kind of like a selfish, just entertaining book. Nothing like oh, I want to learn about leadership. No, that's just not going to happen. It's like, no, I want to listen to a Stephen King book and see what happens. So started doing that, and uh, yeah, 
So that's kind of my routine. Like I said, it's not perfect. Um, some nights are different than others, but that's Garrett, shh, you're perfect. Stop it, Jason. <laughs> Quentin, <laughs> Quentin, Quentin is still oh, stretching question. with his knee to his eyeball <laughs> at the moment <laughs> and drinking scotch somehow. <laughs> Black label. So, um, I think that's it. Do you have anything else to add? I mean, that was a really unique podcast. I thought it was pretty cool, but yeah, man, I hope I didn't make a complete fool of myself and gave some decent insight to what it's like to go through nursing school. Dude, I don't (laughs) remember my first semester. I barely remember. Yeah. So it was um, a blur. It was a blur. Yeah. And now all the puppies have entered the room, and it is clearly all time. puppies. It is clearly click, time click, click, click. to end the podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> so uh, I just want to thank you for being on the show, Jason. Um, thank you. We really appreciate your time. Uh, we also want to thank our listeners for tuning in, and uh, special thanks to Quentin from Still City Recording Studios for doing an awesome job recording the show. And remember, if you have any questions for us or want to hear about a certain topic, you can email, email us at nickandgarrett at gmail.com. That's N-I-C-K-N-G-A-R-R-E-T-T at gmail.com. Also, if you could rate us and subscribe, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, this is the Stu Nurse Podcast. <laughs>